0: This is Big Dreams Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad. Because life is too short to settle. I'm Malia and I will be your host as we travel around the world speaking with experienced expats and experts. We're going to learn how to get visas, make money and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hey! Have you ever dreamed of just walking away from it all? All the dishes, the laundry, the toys and the mess, the house... With just a suitcase to go explore the world? That's totally normal, right? Well, today's guest did just that, along with her husband and her three very young children. We are catching up with her today after a quick break that her family's made in the U.S. for the holidays after spending their first four months traveling their first lap around the world. She is going to tell us how they have made this trip happen and how it has been so far. Now, I'm going to warn you that she makes it sound almost too easy. This episode might just inspire you to start selling off all of your family's possessions by the end of the day. You have been warned. But before we get started with the interview, I wanted to invite you to join me over in social media land. I have created a page on Facebook for this podcast as well as a group. Now, if you listened to my episodes a few episodes ago, you would have heard me say that I was only going to open up the group to Patreon supporters of this show. However, I have changed my mind because I really, really... Two realies want us to start building a community together. I want to create a social network where we can start learning from each other and inspiring one another as we all plan our next bold moves. So, pretty please click on the link in the show notes to join me over there. And I can't wait to hear about what you're working on. Now, while you are out there clicking links, can you also please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast? Okay, enough announcements. Please meet Alyssa from The Full-Hearted Travelers. Welcome, Alyssa, to Big Dreams, Bold Moves.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here.
0: And where in the world is your family today?
1: Today, we are actually in Utah, but that is because it's like Thanksgiving. We're here visiting family. Um, We just came from Hawaii
0: And where all has your family been lately?
1: So the last place we were was Hawaii. Before that, we were in Indonesia for a whole month. And then before that, we were in Zakynthos, Greece.
0: When did you leave the U.S. originally? Um, We
1: left the 1st of August.
0: Okay. So you've been doing the last few months and been able to go to Europe and some Asia and Hawaii. Uh, Mm -hmm. And how old are your kids? Um I have a 4-year-old, a
1: 3-year-old and a 1-year-old.
0: Okay. This is adventurous. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know like before we left a bunch of our friends like when they found out about our trip they were just like how on earth are you going to survive with your kids 24/7. Um but to be honest it's actually been like a great move for our family especially for like our kids and like their responsibility. I feel like before in America like They had everything they wanted. They didn't have to like really work for too much. And like their life was very easy. But then once we started traveling um, and they started realizing they had a lot more responsibility and things like that, it's almost like they like stepped up to the adventure, which has been really good for the family.
0: That's awesome. How did this adventure come about?
1: Um, well, our oldest has a year until he starts kindergarten. And we've always just dreamt of traveling the world. Me and my husband, we're both um, very adventurous and we don't like staying in the same place too long. Um, and so we just realized one day, like, oh my gosh, once he starts school, we're kind of like stuck for a little while, not stuck, but you know, like we can't just get up and go. And we just had this crazy idea just to spend a whole year traveling around the world while we waited for like that, you know, kindergarten to start in like the school where we're going to have to just stay all the time and especially in texas where we're from you can't really pull kids out of school for very long like they have like three or four days a semester they can miss so anyways we just like it just kind of hit us that we were about to have to stay in one place for a long time like let's just figure out the finances budget everything out and then just take a trip around the world for the next year so that's kind of how it started happening
0: yeah yeah had you done much international travel before this? Um, not too much. We've been to like um,
1: when the kids were a little younger. We went to Italy, and then we went to the, like the Grand Caymans, Turks and Caicos. Um, but I mean, those were just week or two week long trips. They weren't very like they were just pretty short little family vacations. We'd never done like anything like this full time travel or being away from home for so long. Um, and I think. Like the thing that makes it so different than a vacation is like, we don't like we don't have a lot of stuff. We sold everything, everything except for one suitcase that we check, um, and then we have a carry-on, and so that's all we bring with us. So that's made it like a lot different too. Just like not having a bunch of stuff, we're lugging around. We just have the bare minimal essentials, and then our days are just filled with like adventures instead of, you know, unpacking, organizing our stuff. Like in Texas, it just felt like every day it was just cleaning and putting things away and like constantly just like doing other things that we didn't like get to spend this quality adventure time together. So that's been really different and really awesome that we've been able to do that. One suitcase and one carry on. Yep. One suitcase, one carry on.
0: Wow. How much have you shed along the way? Did you start out with that and have stuck to it or did you originally start out with more and shed it along the way? No. So we started, that's what we started out with. We just decided
1: like, if we're going to do this, we're going to commit and we're not going to bring a whole bunch of extra stuff with us. We're just going to, I think we have like five outfits each and a couple swimsuits. Um, and so we just have like one big duffel bag we check. And then we have a carry on the carry ons more for like school supplies for the kids and books and things like that. Um, it's actually been like fantastic too. Cause we do like two loads of laundry. All our laundry is done. <laughs> Whereas like, before it was just like, like swimming in piles of clothes and things and things like that. So yeah, it's been, it's been really, 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 really awesome and refreshing to kind of get rid of everything.
0: Oh my gosh. I would love to just get rid of my laundry pile right now. <laughs> I know. Um, so how did you go about planning the trip and coming up with that budget that you mentioned? Um so when we so we
1: had the idea to do it and then we so my husband owns a small just family run pest control business um that he started a couple years ago and so we just kind of looked at like how much um money we had coming in every month and how much like we could budget for a trip like this um and then we just made a list of probably 50 countries that we want to see and then what we did is we just went on Google flights and put in like the different countries just to find the cheapest route. And we actually got about 17 tickets for $800 in Europe. Um, and that was just like, basically saying like, okay, well we know for sure we want to do like Ireland. Okay. What's the cheapest of like these 50 countries on our list to get to from Ireland and in Europe, especially you can find incredible deals on tickets. Um, I think, like from Italy to um, Greece, we all got there for fifty dollars total for like all five of us.
0: When you only have that one or two suitcases, it makes it so much cheaper to do that too, because those cheap flights are only cheap if you're not packing luggage. So that's really yeah, scary. exactly.
1: Yeah, it it, it like I. Especially because like in America, a lot of times we just fly Southwest, you get free bags, but internationally, like you're paying a good, like a hundred, $200 for bags sometimes. So yeah, it made it a lot cheaper that we only had one bag as well. Um, and then we just kind of like loosely budgeted. Okay. Like we're going to budget like this much a night for housing and things like that. And then we just tried really hard to stay in that budget. Um, and of course, like some places are a lot more expensive, like Bali, we stayed in like a two bedroom villa for like $30 a night. Whereas you know in Italy and southern Italy, it's a lot more expensive to find a place, but I mean it kind of evens out how
0: yeah. much of how much did you um book ahead of time? Did you book all of those flights before you left, and did you book the whole year's worth of flights and then what have you done in terms of booking accommodation before?
1: Yeah, so we booked um we booked all the Europe flights ahead of time because we found those really good like routes that were extremely inexpensive. As for housing, we usually only book housing like two weeks or even a week before, which sounds really late, but you can get really good deals on housing. We use mostly Airbnbs. So we just like contact the hosts and just say, hey, like I see you're not booked in the next week. Um, This is our budget. Could you work with the budget? And more often than not, people are really flexible, especially when it's coming time to like where they have empty space and they're just like, they want to fill that space. So we've actually done it that way most of the time kind of stresses our family out that we wait so long, to like book places, but there's like now, especially with Airbnb, BRBO, there's always available places that we can like on a very short notice find like in Bali, I'm pretty sure like we put, like we booked our place in Bali two days before we got to Bali, but we ended up getting like a fantastic deal because of it. And it was still worth it. But I would just say like, if you're, planning to do something with your family like this than just to be smart about it where like you kind of look how many places are available in that specific city you want to go to and don't wait till the last minute if there's like two or three places available. But like in Bali or other places like Italy, I mean, there's hundreds of places. So, you know, there's always a backup if the one you want doesn't doesn't end up working out for you.
0: Right. That's a really good tip to write the owners and see if they can be flexible in the budget. Yeah. Um, How much would you say like ballpark a year abroad with three kids costs? Um. So, so far we've spent about
1: 4000 a month, which is actually cheaper than most people think it is going to be. In Texas, our monthly expenses were actually way higher than that. So we've actually been saving money by traveling, which is funny to say. But especially if you're just like being aware of how much you're spending and not like spending a bunch. And the the other thing is like a lot of times when you vacation, you, you want to get like souvenirs or like buy things from that place, but we don't have room for it. So we don't even like consider buying anything that we like don't necessarily need on our travels, which has also cut back on a lot of expenses. So yeah, I would say like about 4,000 a month is what would be like a reasonable budget where you're staying in like nicer areas where you're like, you're safe with the kids, but it's not like luxurious travel.
0: Including the transport and flights? Yeah, including
1: that. And like, we've actually only rented a car in two places so far. Um, Everywhere else, we've just used public transport, which is super cheap. And like, you know, you don't have to rent car seats or things like that for those things.
0: And how how often are you eating out?
1: Uh, We don't eat out very often. We usually just go to the grocery store. Like in Ireland, we were there for two weeks, we probably ate out. Two or three times total, because we want to like get a feel for the local culture, the local food. But it is so much more expensive to eat out, um, and we found that you can really get a good feel for like the local culture, culture even just by shopping at grocery stores and getting the ingredients that they have like locally. Um, so we actually really enjoy doing that. But then again, like you go to places like um, Italy, and you can get a pizza for like three dollars, and it's like really not too much more expensive. So depending on the place, you can still eat out quite often. But I would say like we only eat out maybe like once a week.
0: Yeah. It's not super fun to eat out with three small children either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's almost more relaxing to cook and clean yourself. <laughs> so your kids are pretty young. They're are you do what are you doing for like schooling? Um, so we just
1: have um, basic schooling things. Like for my son, that's four, he's learning to read right now. And so we just have like a book, it's called like teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons. And it just kind of gives him like a 15 minute lesson every day on reading. Um, and then for the three-year-old, we just give him little school lessons. Like we'll teach him numbers, letters, tracing numbers and letters, and just little things like that. And another thing that we do for school that's actually really fun is we wherever we're going, like say we're going to like Pompeii that day, then we take time before that to like teach them about Pompeii, teach them what happened and like learn ourselves if we don't know and kind of just like study the history of the place. And that's been like really special for them because they can kind of relate that. Like when we, when we did Pompeii, for example, when we actually got there, my son was so excited just to like, know things about it. And he was just running around like saying, this is like this that we like learned about. And he was just so excited about like everything he had learned and it helped him. It helped make it like a more meaningful experience than just like, oh yeah, we're going to see like all these ancient ruins that we know nothing about, you know? And so that was, that's kind of, we do that for like history and just like a little bit more schooling and things like that.
0: What do you think has been your kid's favorite place? They
1: loved Croatia they like loved Croatia. Whenever people ask them, they're always just like, we want to go back to Croatia. Um, yeah, Croatia was, I think unanimously Croatia was our favorite place so far.
0: Really? What was it about Croatia?
1: Um, so we just had like a wonderful experience there and, the local people in the city we were in were the kindest people we've ever met. They were really like aware, like, and it was a very small city. So people recognize us every and We'd come talk to the kids and um, the beaches are beautiful. The snorkeling's really good there. My kids are huge snorkelers. And then the other thing about Croatia is just really inexpensive. So we can do a lot more because we have a little budget for activities. We could do a lot more there. So we did a bunch of like boat rides and little amusement parks and things like that. So that made it more adventures like we did at least one adventure every single day and the kids loved that and it just has like great weather great food so and and the thing about croatia too is like when we went to italy we liked italy but it's a lot more expensive and it feels like it's really touristy everyone kind of like knows that so the prices are really high croatia felt like italy except for just really reasonable prices and super super kind people so yeah it's definitely on our list to go back and we stayed in Bol, Croatia, which is this little tiny like, city in this island off of the coast of Split. So if anyone's going to Croatia, definitely should check out that little island.
0: How do you spell that?
1: It's B-O-L. Okay. It's on the island of Brock It's actually pronounced Broc, which is B-R-A-C. So it's definitely on like a list of recommended
0: places to visit. Well, I will add that to the show notes. So... How do you stay sane with your kids um, and your family all together 24-7?
1: That's a really good question. So I would say that even though we are together 24-7, we know our limits. So if one of like me or my husband is just like feeling like we need a little break, we're pretty good at giving each other that time. Um, The other thing is we have stayed in places where it's kind of like a studio. So like we're all together all the time, but if possible, it's nice to still get like a homey type place that has bedrooms. So you can still have your space away from the kids and away from the family. The other thing is just like doing activities where we can be together, but we're not necessarily like doing the exact same thing at all times. Like we go to a lot of playgrounds. So we love to visit local parks. They're all a little different. Um, Like the parks in Athens had like these crazy, like, you know, maybe less safe things that like American parks don't have and things like that, which was really fun for the kids, but we kind of let them have their space. We have our space. We do a lot of outdoor things where we can kind of have our space, even just like trips, like beach trips. A lot of times you're not with the family the whole time. You're kind of together, but they're kind of doing their own thing, playing in the sand and you and your husband are kind of sitting there chatting. So I would just say planning activities that you can still be together, but not be like on top of each other, talking all the time.
0: It's just, you kind of have your space. Um, What routines have you tried to keep?
1: So we, both me and my husband are not like great at routines. And so we kind of just try to keep a very standard, like we do one activity a day in the afternoon, at least one. Um, But then besides that, we kind of keep standard things that we would do at home. Like I said, we tried not to make it into this big vacation where we're just like lounging and, you know, spending all this money, but instead it's like, we wake up, we cook breakfast together. We usually have some type of like schooling time, reading time. Um, we're, we're very spiritual. So we have like our scripture time and prayers and things like that. And then we will go do like an activity together outside of the house. Um, and then we still, the other thing is we always kept their bedtimes the whole trip. Um, and they go to bed at seven o'clock. And so, Regardless of the jet lag or wherever we were, we always put them to bed at seven o'clock. And some nights it would take like an hour or two for them to fall asleep because they're jet lagged. Um, But then the next morning, when they wake up, they're they're like refreshed and ready to go to sleep like at seven o'clock that night. Um, And that's the other thing with jet lag with kids. You like a lot of my friends are like, oh, I could never do that because the jet lag is so bad. But really with kids, they just know what you tell them. So we would like say we got into a place and they didn't go to bed till 10 o'clock. The next morning, we'd still wake them up at 7 o'clock. And so then that night, they're going to be really tired. They're going to go to bed at 6.30 or 7. And it kind of just resets their routine really quickly. So they're not jet lagged for a week, you know. Um, So that's been like, the especially the bedtime routine. That's like the main routine that we keep
0: every single day. That's the beauty too of younger kids. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Um and I'm sorry, how old did you say your youngest was again? She just turned 1 on Thanksgiving. Okay, so you were traveling with a baby. Did you need baby supplies and how have you found um how have you found it to when you need to get baby supplies or things like medicine for the kids?
1: Yeah, so we We have some friends that travel um, and they just basically gave us the tip that like you think you have to bring all these things like wipes, diapers, things like that, but that you can find those things literally anywhere in the world. And so we didn't bring extras of anything and we've just been able to find diapers and wipes wherever we are. We just, as soon as we pretty much, pretty much as soon as we get off the plane, we'll go to a store and immediately buy diapers, wipes, pull-ups for the boys and then, you know, baby food if they have them. But then we kind of like with baby food, a lot of countries actually don't have the what you would consider normal ground up baby food or whatever. So we just use fresh fruits and vegetables, just cut them up for her. And so it hasn't, it really hasn't been a problem or a concern at all with any of the places we've been.
0: And that's the beauty of it being your third too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You're a lot more chill and you don't worry as much about like what they're getting.
0: The brands and all of that.
1: And, and to her credit, she is the most chill baby ever. I don't think we could do this traveling with her being more of a high maintenance baby. She is so chill and she's really adaptable. She just goes with the flow. So that's been like a huge advantage for us too
0: yeah I feel like babies are definitely easier too when it comes to things like jet lag because they sleep so much anyway it's not that big of a change, yeah exactly. um How do you feel about traveling with your older two at the ages they are? Do you feel like they're too old or too young or just right?
1: Um, so we actually had kind of an interesting lifestyle before we did this where my husband worked in Hawaii. But we lived in Texas. So we would live in Hawaii for about five months of the year. And then we live in Texas. So they were kind of used to like uprooting their lives and like moving to a new place ever since they were little. Like my oldest was born in Hawaii. And so when we first started traveling, I don't think they really understood exactly what we're gonna do. They kept telling everyone, we're going on a trip around the world, and everyone's just like, Oh, cool, like where are you going? And they're like, We don't know. So for them, like, they're fantastic travelers. They're really good on airplanes. Um, They have their, like, moments and their breakdowns for sure, just like every other kid. But as far as, like, leaving everything behind and, like, leaving their friends and their family and things like that, they've been really adaptable to it. And it hasn't been, like, a huge detrimental thing to their, like, mental health or anything, they're perfectly fine with it. And um, it makes it even more exciting for them when we got to come home for Thanksgiving and see everyone. They were just like stoked to see everyone and tell their stories and such. So I personally feel like they're a really, really, really good age for traveling. And especially the four-year-old, he remembers everything still. And so he can talk about our trip and he remembers his favorite experiences. And we also just do some family video journals just to like, you know, so he can look back on things that he might not remember so he can remember those things.
0: They will love those forever. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> for sure. I think you all will. Um So what parts of the trip have been better than you expected?
1: Um living really minimally has been way better than I expected. I like when we first decided to do the trip, my husband was kind of just like, okay, well, I don't want to leave a big storage unit of stuff. I don't want to leave like a car. I don't want to leave like this empty house we have. Like if we're going to do it, we're going to commit. We're just going to sell everything and just kind of like have a little reset on our life. Cause um, like I said, I kind of felt like we were in this place where kind of accumulating a bunch of stuff and we weren't living life the way we really like wanted to live it. And so I was like, really, I had a hard time selling everything. Cause it's like, you have memories associated with all your stuff. And once we actually sold everything and like, I just remember when we, like the day we were leaving, I had like packed the bags and lined them up on the wall. Where it was just like one big suitcase our stroller our like carry on. And I just remember feeling like free. I was just like, this is actually like super refreshing and freeing just to have this much stuff that I have to like be in charge of in a way. So that has gone way, way better than expected. Also, airplane rides have gone better than expected um, because I felt like I I just wasn't sure how it was going to be. It was the first time traveling with all three kids. But what we do is we only let them watch TV or play video games on the airplane. So they actually get really excited just to like kind of sit down and chill, watch a movie or something. We'll download like the latest Disney movie or whatever. So yeah, those two things have been way better than expected.
0: And what has been harder than you expected? Um,
1: harder than I expected. Probably being away from family has been harder than I expected. Um, I have a very large family. I have nine siblings and my parents and my husband actually also has nine siblings and his parents. And so we, we're, we just always lived close to somebody and just had like family that we can just be like, Hey, can you just watch the kids while we go do something. And that's the other thing is just also getting like alone time to go on a date or things like that. That has been harder than I expected. I kind of looked it up before we left and you know, there's nannies in every country, babysitters and things like that. But it actually wasn't till Bali till we found someone that we trusted to leave the kids with. So we didn't really get alone time or a date or anything for the first, you know, three months of our trip. So that was harder than I expected.
0: What do you feel like your family has learned from this experience?
1: Oh man, that one's like a good one, but it's also so broad because I feel like every country learned something else, especially I feel like in Bali, that was like the most learning experience we had because we didn't stay in like a tourist city. We stayed in a little village um, and the people there, they didn't have running water. They don't have bathrooms, but they are the happiest people that we've met on our whole trip probably. And that was a huge learning experience. Just like Stuff and like having what you want doesn't make you happy, but like living your life where you're a good person and you're just like pleased with the way you're living, regardless of what you have, that like makes you happy. And so, like, being in Bali was probably the biggest learning experience, but then also just in general, it's been fun learning about different cultures. Like, Irish culture was really fun to learn about because we didn't really know too much about it. Same with Croatia and things like that. So, I feel like the learning part, like, it, it is very broad, but I would say the cultures and then just like learning that we could be happy just with each other and just like by being the best we can be.
0: So what advice would you have for other families planning similar adventures?
1: Um, so I think my first piece of advice would be just to make sure you have a savings because things can happen in other countries and you don't want to be left stranded, especially when you have kids stranded somewhere where you can't get back um, or where you like are in a health situation or something and you don't have money to pay for it. So I would say first just to be super smart about the budget and super smart about your finances. Um, And the other thing is I think, I think that there's there's like a good amount of families that are like traveling right now and full-time traveling. And I would just say just to plan your adventure based on your family and what will work best for your family. And like I have a son that's a little hyperactive and like, I know that like we need to do more outdoor things. And so we plan our places, like we followed the sun around the world, basically we followed summer because I knew we needed to be outside more. And like, he's also very sensitive to cold. So we weren't gonna be able to be in like the cold. So for us, that's kind of how we planned it. Like to be outside all the time, to make sure we're in warmer places. Um, So I would say just plan it specifically based on how you know your family is and how you like what you think your family would need, regardless of what any other travel families are doing.
0: That's also smart too, because if you stay in those warmer places, you're not going to have to pack coats and boots and hats and all of that.
1: Yeah. And even when we did go like to Ireland, that was the only cold place we've been. Um, and we knew it was going to be colder. So once we got there, we just bought a cheap coat for each of the boys and for Bella. And we just used it. And then as soon as we were about to leave, we just mailed it to some family that had kids about our age, our kids age. And so they just got to use it. And so it's really like worth it to spend an extra, you know, $60 buying coats and then just kind of getting rid of them than like carrying them around the world, like all this extra luggage that you don't need.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So you were talking about making sure you have extra savings in case something happens. That made me think, um, do you have some kind of travel insurance right now or what are you doing about that?
1: um so our so we're part of a healthcare community where we have it's like a healthcare co op and they cover like our expenses even if we're in other countries and so we didn't have to change health plans or anything like that. We actually don't have travel insurance. Um but we do have health care. I feel like healthcare is especially with kids extremely important to have. Also something to recognize is that healthcare in, a, in certain countries is fantastic. Like my husband got pneumonia when we were in London and he just went to the hospital completely free of charge because of their healthcare system and got really good care. And so, and we were kind of aware of that. We kind of looked up the healthcare in certain places before we went, just made sure we like knew what was going on. But then, yeah, I would definitely say definitely have a health insurance that would be covering you or your kids if you were to
0: travel as a family. Have the kids got sick much?
1: No. So they've actually got sick one time, um, and that's when we went from the United States to London. I feel like as soon as we leave the United States or come back into the United States, we've gotten sick. So we got sick this time coming back in, and when we left first to London, everyone in the family got sick. My husband's turned into pneumonia. Um, So the first week in London, we basically were just all sick in bed. But then after that, even traveling to Indonesia and places maybe that – don't have as good of like water supply and things like that. None of us got sick there.
0: Not Um, even Barley
1: Valley? Nope, not at all. And I think, well, they gave us purified water at the place we live. So we didn't drink the water there or anything. But I also think your immune system adapts as you travel too. So you're not just like exposed to all these new germs and getting sick in every country. But like, I actually expected to get sick more, but my kids haven't gotten sick at all, except for London. So that's been good.
0: That is wonderful yeah so your family has done its first trip around the world and then you're you've stopped in the U.S. for a quick break how has it been coming back to the U.S. after this
1: (laughs) um so uh it's been really fun to see family that's like obviously the best part we're super anxious to get back out traveling though oh really yeah super anxious and like um my kids are, especially my four-year-old, like I said, he's very, very hyperactive. And he is so much better behaved when we're traveling than when we're just like stagnant in one place. Like he, if he gets bored, if he feels like he gets so spoiled when he's in America that like his behavior is like night and day different. So as soon as we got to Texas, it was really fun to see everyone there. But then the second day, me and my husband just looked at each other like, what happened to like our son? Because he's so 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 different, and so we're really excited to start traveling again and to get him back out on the road. And he also kind of steps up as the big brother. Like when we're traveling, we're just like we can't just sit there and take care of his every need. We're just like, okay, we need your help with your sister or like things like that. So yeah, we're really anxious to get back out. And also next, we're going to the South Pacific, which is like one of our dream destinations, and we're so excited to go.
0: So you're heading out for another eight to nine months. And you're going to the South Pacific and where else?
1: Yeah. So we're going to be going to the South Pacific. So like the French Polynesia and Cook Islands, New Zealand. And then from there, we're going to go up into Asia a little bit. And then from Asia, we're going to go back to Europe and see a few places that we have wanted to see, like Norway, Faroe Islands, and then we'll end in Iceland.
0: Awesome. I'm really excited to follow along with you, especially when you go to French Polynesia. How expensive is that area? So French Polynesia
1: is pretty expensive for housing, but um, the flights there are actually really reasonable. Like Their flights are kind of like bus rides where they're 15 minutes from island to island and um, they're very inexpensive. So we're kind of like what we're spending extra on housing, we're kind of saving in transportation. So that's been it's, it all kind of balances out in French Polynesia.
0: Cool. So after the eight to nine months is over and you come back at the end of next summer, what's next for your family?
1: We're not sure 100%, but my husband really wants to continue traveling for, for um, one more year but we just have some decisions to make before that just to see what we're going to do with this company. And if we're, we also have a te- a house in Texas that we're just renting right now and we would probably just end up selling that house. So yeah. We, we would probably just continue traveling for a year if it works out where we would just homeschool my oldest for kindergarten, basically. But like, we're not huge planners. And right now we're kind of just going with the flow and seeing where our travel takes us. And maybe by August, we'll be a little traveled out. we we'll want to take a break for a year, but we never plan on stop on stopping traveling completely. I think we'll always take longer trips. Now that we've had this experience, I think it's like a a bigger part of our life now is traveling.
0: I can imagine too that you're probably meeting other families that are doing this and learning how they're able to sustain it for longer and that might be, um, giving you some ideas. Yeah,
1: it really is. And like, we've already talked to like a couple of brands about just working with them and things like that. And so, you know, if we can make it more sustainable, I could definitely see us traveling for the next couple of years. Um, but of course we're like, we're always going to do what's best for our kids and our family. And if we ever find that this is negatively affecting somebody, Um, Even though my husband and I love to travel, like we would definitely be able to cut back on it for them. But as like, up to this point, it's been a fantastic adventure for our family. And it's brought us a lot, a lot closer having this adventure together and doing all these things together.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. No, thank you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: I know there are a lot of families out there hungry for this information. I think this is Definitely something that people are seeking out right now.
1: Yeah, I think like I have seen in the last couple of years, travel just become a bigger part of social media and just in general. Just my friends and family's lives, like tra- the the like influence of travel has become a lot bigger. And I think it's great because I think travel can teach you so much and um can really expand your horizons and expand like your mindset about the world. And that's one of the greatest like blessings of this adventure is being able to have a more open mindset about the world um, and not think the world is like this scary place, but instead realize that the world is for the most part extremely good. Um just good people, good values, good intentions. Um so that's definitely just changed a lot of things just just a few months of travel has changed the rest of our lives.
0: That gives me goosebumps. So, uh, where can our listeners follow your family? Um, So, we have an Instagram. It's
1: at Fullhearted Travelers. Um, And we also have a YouTube um, that we're just starting up. Um, We also have a website. It's fhtravelers.com. It's undergoing maintenance right now, but it'll be up in the next couple of weeks where we just write about our adventures for people that are interested in going to those places, specifically for kids. Um, you know, what we did in each place and how, like, how to kind of sustain a lifestyle at each place. So all of those places, you can read about our adventure and watch our adventure.
0: Okay, you all head over to the show notes where I have links for Alyssa's blog, YouTube channel, and Instagram. And again, I'll have links to where you can connect with me on social media, and I will see you inside the Facebook group. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.